0: Welcome to Church Unfiltered Podcast, a leadership podcast for pastors, church leaders, and volunteers. Now, here's your host, Dr. Anthony Copps. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. This is episode 66, season three, as we continue to serve pastors, church leaders, helping them to find the answers that they are truly seeking. Today, we wanna talk about setting realistic goals in ministry. We know that we have experienced for these past couple of years at the time of this recording, we've experienced for the past couple of years, the pandemic, the enduring pandemic. All of us were prayerful that this thing would be over, but unfortunately it is not. It continues to exasperate the the nation, even the world. And so we are Uh, Trying to figure out how do we do ministry? How do we conduct ministry? How do we move forward when we have so much uncertainty all around us? And setting goals is always an obstacle when you don't know what lies ahead. You don't have control over certain elements. Um, but there are some things that we can do, some things we can establish when we talk about setting goals and so this' is what I want to talk about on today. How do you set goals in the midst of uncertainty? How do you establish these ministry goals? That we want to accomplish things we want to do in order to move the church forward, in order to move our own personal ministry forward. How do you do that when there's so much uncertainty? Well, let me offer this. Anytime I talk about goals, whether I'm talking to church leaders or or business owners, executives, whatever I may be talking about um, when it comes to establishing goals. All of us, many of us are familiar with establishing or using the acronym SMART goals, SMART, S-M-A-R-T, which simply stands for specific And the S is for specific. Anytime you want to establish goals, you want to establish specific goals. You have to be specific about what you are trying to accomplish specific. The M is for measurable, measurable. Anytime you set a goal, it needs to be measurable. It needs to not be vague. It needs to be something that you can identify whether or not you reach the goal, whether or not you even Uh, accomplish that task. And so it needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. A is for attainable. Is it even something that is realistic? That's the topic that we are discussing today. And we'll go back to that in just a moment. Is it attainable? Is it a goal? Did you establish a goal that is attainable? That is realistic. For instance, are you suggesting that you are going to have a hundred thousand people join your church. Is that realistic? Is that attainable? No one has been able to do that. Not in a year, at least. So, uh, and I don't know how many years it would take to do something like that. Is it attainable? Is it relevant? Relevant is another key part of establishing smart goals. Relevant means your goals should align with your values and long-term objectives. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. Your goals have to be relevant. And then the T in smart is time based. You have to set realistic, ambitious end dates for tasks that you establish. You have to establish smart goals. So we've heard that before, whether in business, uh, whether it is any type of uh, structure or organizational leadership we've probably heard this concept of smart goals you want to make sure that your goals are smart that they are specific measurable attainable relevant and time-based but that's easier said than done at time in in the sense because we can establish some goals and they can be specific they can be measurable attainable relevant time-based But how do we even get to that place? How do we get to those types of goals? How do we even know what type of goals to establish? That's what I wanna spend some time talking to us about on today. How do we get to these SMART goals? SMART goals will help us to be able to to succinctly explain, give direction, give give marching orders as to what we are going to accomplish, what we're going to seek to do. But how do we get there? how do we, how do we determine the goals that we are going to try to reach and achieve? Well, here's what I want to suggest. I want to suggest, suggest three different things that we need to focus in on. Number one, in order to be able to get to these goals, in order to be able to establish realistic goals in ministry, uh, you need to reassess your priorities, reassess your priorities. I want you to write that down. Reassess your priorities. Reassess your priorities simply means this that things have changed. That's what I want to say. That's how you can remember this particular one. Things have changed. Have your priorities changed along with the things that have changed around you in the in society, in the world, in your church? Have you Changed and made adjustment to your priorities in your church, in your ministry, in your own personal ministry, things have changed. Uh, reassessing your priorities entails a couple of things. Let me say this Re- first and foremost, you want to make sure that you revisit your mission and values. Revisit your mission and values. I said if you establish these smart goals, they have to be relevant, and relevant r- makes reference to. Uh, making sure that your goals are in alignment with your mission and your values. So you have to revisit your mission and values. And when you begin to think about the priorities of the ministry, the priorities of the church, things have shifted in such a way that church as we know it prior to March of 2020 has changed. Church has changed. I know a lot of us don't want to accept that. A lot of us don't want to acknowledge that. But it has changed, and there is no going back to the way things were in January and February of 2020. Things have changed for uh, w- either the better or for the or for the worse, depending on what those changes are. So things have changed. So, for instance, more people are online. More people are focusing in or keying in on worshiping online prior to the pandemic. Uh, that was a debate as far as whether or not that was even considered true worship. Now it's interesting. We still hear that debate happening, but many people are choosing to worship online. This has become a priority. It's not even an option. It's a, it is a it is what people have selected. This is what they have chosen, that online is their campus. Online is their church. Have you made the adjustment to prioritize online ministry? That is a, that is a great example of setting. When you're trying to set goals, you have to reassess your priorities because many of us are trying to get back into the building and get back to, get, to having service and people in the seats. And some of our congregations are telling us that they're not even interested in doing that. They are worshiping online. You've done a fantastic job of of worship and showing worship online and helping them to be able to connect and stay connected online. And now they're not even looking to come back. So you have to reassess your priorities. What are your priorities prior to the pandemic? Your priorities may have been uh, your music ministry. Your priorities may have been your building project. Your priorities may have been a number of things, but now you have to reassess your priorities and revisit your mission and values because that's a great starting point. If, if you are, if your mission is to make sure that you are reaching the unsaved, you are trying to saturate your city with prayer, whatever it might be, that you need to get back to your your mission and values and reprioritize how you make that happen. Another part of reprior- or reassessing your priorities is eliminating the unnecessary. You have to eliminate the unnecessary. One of the things that I've seen over the course of this pandemic, is how it has shown us that we spend so much time on trivial or non-essential activities. We have to determine what, what, activities and tasks are stealing our time and taking us away from the things that God wants us to focus in on. Our assignment is to focus in on feeding people and clothing people and taking care of people, making sure people are taking care and of course, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what are some things that are taking us away from that? Things that are causing us to be bogged down in meetings and and activities and uh, that are, that really are non-essential We've got to ask ourselves, what what unnecessary things are we doing? One great example of that is even our worship service. For some of us, our worship service probably prior to the pandemic was an hour and a half, two hours. Now our worship service may be an hour. What were we doing for the rest of that time? What has happened is we've learned to trim things down and get to the necessary. And it's interesting because in, in the context that I work in, we actually have every component that we had before. For the most part, we have every component we had before, but we do it in less time because we've recognized that some of the things we were doing was fluff or we were taking our sweet time and it just it just dragged on. And so now we we see, oh, no, you can accomplish this. You don't have to. Uh, do it in a, in a, in a way that is extended. You can get things, get in and out and get things done. So reassess your priorities in order to be able to reach these smart goals, to get be able to get to these goals for your ministry, you've got to reassess your priorities. This is even applicable to our own individual life and goals that we may set for our life. Number two, you need to realign your structure. Think about realigning your structure. One of the things that I had to do or or we've had to do at the church that I serve and and I've, I've helped a couple of pastors in in as they navigated through the pandemic is looking at their structure, looking at their current structure. They may have had a certain chain of command. They may have had a certain org chart and they had to look at realigning that structure. Why? Because now either the team has changed, things have shifted. They don't need certain positions or they don't need to do it that way. So one of the things that I tell them is make sure your teams are your teams are aligned with where you are headed. We've had to do that Um, at the church that I serve. We've had to do that. We focused in on our media uh, media department. We had to shift our focus and attention there, whereas before we were growing other areas of the of the staff but we have to begin to focus in on how do we make sure that we maximize this digital presence this online presence so we focused in on that we also focused in on our congregational care during the pandemic uh, we had just hired a congregational care pastor on staff And 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 she has done a fantastic job, fantastic job and was so greatly needed in a time where people wanted to stay connected. And so that became a priority. Congregational care, digital presence, media that became the priority. And we had to restructure some things to make sure that those areas of emphasis were had everything that they needed so when you realign your structure what i'm talking about that is when you're trying to get to these goals that you have for this new year coming year you have to look at your structure and see do do we have everything that we need is everything in place or do we need to do some adjustment with people's role and that's another thing we even switched a couple of people around um, which is great which is okay i love when we go to I go to Andy Stanley's church. I go to North Point and go to the drive conference. Be going there this this in a few months here. Uh, one of the things that they talk about at North Point is how many of the people have had multiple positions. Many of the staff members have had multiple positions. They make adjustments as needed, and that's one of the things that that, that I've done over the course of time that I've worked in church as well and helped with staff is making sure that people are in the right place for that season. And that's what happened even during this pandemic. We had to shift some people around. Uh, Maybe maybe the emphasis again, because we've determined this is the priority we wanted to make sure our seniors were taken care of and different things like that. So we had to shift some people around to make sure that things were taken care of. That all helps you to be able to make these goals is when you look at your structure, you look at your team's. You make sure that you have what you need. But then, not only when you realign your structure, not only do you make sure your teams are aligned, but you have to look at your workflow and your processes. When you begin to think about goals, setting goals, make sure you do an assessment of your workflow and your processes, because you can set out goals and say, this is what we want to accomplish in 2022, 2023. This is what we want to accomplish. But if you don't have systems and processes in place to support that, You're just wishful thinking. It's just wishful thinking. You'll have a bunch of things that you want to do and won't be able to accomplish it. You have to make sure you have the infrastructure that you have things in place to help you to accomplish those goals. Realign your structure, reassess your priorities. And then the third thing is review your culture, review your culture. What do I mean by that when you are trying to establish goals realistic goals in ministry you've got to ask yourself what is the current culture that is there at the church ask yourself what is the general attitude of the staff and the volunteers how are people feeling there are people who are experiencing fatigue from covid from this enduring pandemic there are things that are happening we talked we've talked about in the past about the great resignation And 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 it's even been amended. People call it the great discontentment where people are saying, I want to do something else. I want to do something that's more challenging in my life. This may be the people that that you are working with, that you're trying to get to accomplish goals. You'll put goals in front of them. But if their mind is somewhere else or their heart is somewhere else, then you're wasting your time. You won't be able to accomplish any goals. And so what is the general attitude of staff and volunteers? You need to know the pulse of your volunteers and your staff. Let me say this to the pastors. Pastors, please, please don't make the mistake of thinking that everyone feels the way you feel, whether that is good or bad. Please don't make the mistake of thinking that because you are happy with the way things are, that everyone's happy with the way things are or that you are discontent with every with things that others are discontent. You need to understand people are people, individuals are individual, get a, an idea of your staff, your volunteers, how are they really feeling? How are they dealing with their own personal lives? You cannot establish attainable, realistic, relevant goals. You don't know the culture. You don't know the pulse of the people that you're going to ask to accomplish these goals. You need to make sure that you review the culture. Another thing that you need to think about is the turnover, whether it's staff or volunteers. Did you lose? Did you lose people? Did people move on? Is what is the reason behind that? Did people move on because they wanted to go live closer to family or they went to uh, another job? They, They got relocated or did they leave because they're discontent? Did they leave because the pandemic really gave them an out? You have to ask yourself, what is the culture? What is the culture of the church? Can I say something? Let me say this to you, pastors, church leaders. Some people are leaving because it gives them an opportunity. This is giving them an opportunity to exit because they really don't like how things are being handled. What I mean by that, how things are being handled. If you are trying to go back to what things were, to how things were, some people are discontent Because of that, some people don't want to go back to how things were. You need to understand the pulse of not only your staff, your volunteers, but the members of your church. You have to review the culture, do a survey, ask people, talk to them and do this. Listen, listen to how they respond. Don't respond to everything that they say. Pay attention to what people are saying and the behaviors they are displaying. Then you have to ask yourself this question. I want to give you this question. This is a, a question that I tell pastors to, to, to ask themselves or to, to examine the people who leave staff, the people who leave your staff, whether they are, are let go, they're terminated or they choose to leave for some other reason. They have another opportunity. The people who leave staff, do they stay at your church? Because when you are talking about establishing goals, you have to start asking yourself, how have you been doing just overall? And and sometimes we we'll try to establish goals like we want to get 500 new people. We want to get 50 new people that to join this church. But have you asked yourself why certain people are no longer part of your church? Think about it. If a person is on staff and they're no longer on staff, but they don't attend the church, were they only there to collect a check? Were they only there because they were on staff? Does that mean something? What does that mean? Have you asked them, why are they no longer part of the church? That is a profound question. I want to challenge pastors and ministry leaders, church leaders, ask someone, if you know someone that was a, that was a staff member or a ministry leader, but when they stopped doing that, they no longer attend the church. You have to ask them the question. Why, why is that important? Why is that so significant? Because it, because it helps to point to this. This truth. I want you to get this truth. Write this down. Never establish goals based on your preferences. Establish goals based upon data. Did you get that? Never establish goals based on your preferences. Establish goals based upon data. Are you asking the right questions? Do you have the right information before you make certain decisions? I know pastors, church leaders. I know we know church. We know how to do it. We've been doing it. We can do it in our sleep, but we have none of us have ever experienced what we've experienced these past couple of years. And so we don't have all the answers. Very important for us to ask questions. Just as much as we're trying to provide answers, we need to make sure we're asking questions. In order for us to establish realistic goals, we have to have a realistic understanding of how things really are going. How are the people feeling? How are things being perceived? What's really happening out there before we say these are our goals for 2022 or these are our goals for the next three years? Have you have you asked the people? Have you talked to them? Do you have a pulse of what's really what's really happening with the people? I think it's so important for us to just keep in mind that we're going to establish these smart goals these smart goals, these specific goals, these measurable goals, these attainable, these relevant, these time-based goals, that we have to do these things first. We have to do this homework, this legwork before before we do that. We have to reassess our priorities. We have to realign our structure or at least review our structure and review the culture, the overall culture of our staff, of our volunteers, of our membership base. Do we really understand what's happening, what's going on? Why? because we don't want to establish goals based upon our preferences. We want to establish goals based upon data. How do you establish realistic goals? Let me give you a couple of examples of realistic goals and then we'll be done. Realistic goals is you are in control of your church calendar. You are in control of that. So as far as what you plan now, the Bible tells us that many are the plans of man, but it's the Lord's way that prevails. So we can plan it, but that doesn't mean it's going to necessarily happen. (laughs) So you, so with your church calendar, plan your church calendar in pencil, not literally, but that's a, that's a metaphor. If you will plan it with in pencil, these are the things that we are looking to do. We are hoping to do, and we will plan accordingly. If the Lord says otherwise, then we'll make adjustments, but there are things that you can plan, but simplify it. If you look at if you follow these steps, if you look at your prioritize, assess your priorities, and if you realign structure, you structure it accordingly and you understand the culture, you understand the pulse of the membership and the staff and the volunteers, then you're not going to make unrealistic expectations. I've seen it in this first quarter of the year. I've seen how so many churches have planned revivals, conferences, they planned it. They planned, oh, all we are going to do this and we're so excited about it. And then they had to cancel. They had to cancel because the pandemic endures. That's not realistic, brothers and sisters. If there's, if it's not, if you, if you understand what's happening in the country, you understand what's happening in your city, things like that. There are certain things that you can do certain things you cannot, but a realistic goal, you can always plan an online conference. You can always plan something digital. You can do that and make sure that it's realistic. Make sure it's something that you can achieve. Very important for us to to, to not plan things that that are based upon so many uncertainties. But let's try to do what we can do. I mean, there's things that we can do, things that we can plan, things that we can organize, and we can make sure That we do, that we do those things. So realistic goals, realistic goals are looking at your calendar and determining what can we realistically do? What can we do? What can we plan? What can we make sure that we do? And then look at your finance, look at your budget. What can we, what do we have the resources to do? Let's not, let's not plan hoping that this event is going to, to bring in some resources or bring in some income. No plan according to what you have. That's totally different. Not what you anticipate bringing in. Plan according to what you have. I, I see. I see one. There's an organization that I know that's planning this this um, this this conference, and and they're they're requesting of churches and, and different organizations. They're requesting donations, and they, so that they can pay for the teachers and the preachers, and and instead of saying this is what we have in the bank. So this is our budget. This is what we can do. And we're not dependent upon the churches or other organizations to pay the bill. We already have what we we are. We're we're designing this according to what we can afford, because you don't know what's going to happen. What happens if you get to that conference and it gets canceled or you get to that conference and the churches have to close down or something comes up? you want to plan realistically let me talk about something personal in your ministry personally whether you are an associate minister or pastor whatever it may be seek the lord and ask the lord to help you to order your steps and to show you what he would have you to do there are some things that we may aspire to do that we don't even know if that's going to happen there are so many of us we want to be on big stages and preach and teach and do conferences and workshops And some of that is null and void right now. Uh, We don't know if that's going to happen this year or not, but there are some things that you can do. There are still shelters. There are still people who need to hear the gospel. There are still ways that you can practice and hone your craft. There are things you can do. You can start a podcast like this. You can write a blog. You can do different things that you know that you can do that you are. You have a little more control over than some things that are based upon uncertainties. You have to establish realistic goals. We don't know what, they, what, what things lie ahead. We don't know what's going to take place in the coming days, but we can plan accordingly with smart goals. If we reassess our priorities, realign or, or review our structure and review the culture, understand the culture, understand how people are feeling, then we can get to some real, realistic goals. I would love to help you. Of course, we know we are powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. I am here to help in any way that I can. If you and your team would like assistance in establishing goals, realistic goals, you are more than welcome to email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. dot org info at breakthrough dot org. And we will be happy to help you and your team to be able to establish realistic ministry goals. God bless you. Thank you for listening today at on Church Unfiltered and uh, share this with your family, friends and follow us on Facebook. Share this with some church leaders. We are here to help in any way that we can. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Church Unfiltered. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Church Unfiltered podcast and connect with us. If you would like more information on this topic discussed in this episode, or if you would like to bring Dr. Cobbs in for church consulting, leadership training, or speaking engagements, please email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. Again, that is info at breakthroughonline.org. Until next time, God bless you and keep you.